Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Mitch Wonders coming to you live. You guessed it, from Austin, Texas. So we've heard a lot, I mean, I think you have, about what's uh, commonly known as the greatest generation post-World War II, and conversely, how the millennial generation doesn't live up to that. But is that really true? Today we're going to talk about that. I've been wondering, because I've seen a lot of uh, evidence with this millennial generation as they deal with what the greatest generation dealt with, too. And I think we might be raising the second greatest generation. So stick around, listen to myself and a special guest chat this out. I think uh, at the end, you might think so too. Did I lie? <laughs> ben, I'll, I'll steal a line from uh, Mel Gibson. It does me good to see you, my friend. Oh, I would, uh, if I could think of something else to say, I would say it, but I think I would say today. Hey, wide open, don't forget. I told you I can edit, I just don't. That's fair. Hey. Oh, man, there's here's, swag. Here's two of you from the. Yeah, there's like, there's like three swag items, but I can't find any place I can afford. Which thank you by the way for the segue to uh, host uh, my store. I think I've got an idea now, but uh, but anybody if you want to donate like a jelly bean or two at uh, Venmo.com at Mitch Wonders, I'm up to twenty seven dollars. Getting there. Yeah, yeah. This guy, How you doing, young man? Doing well. Young. Where are you? Are you are you still in Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah, I'm in uh, uh, well Austin, Texas. Austin, right? Yeah, I'm on the southwest side of Austin. I tell everybody, if I go 20 minutes that way, I can be in downtown. If I go 20 minutes that way, I'm in Texas. So that's that's <laughs> that's, that's right. It's 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 Austin. I think that's a yeah. That's a fair yeah, statement. Austin yeah, is when, uh, wow. When did you move there from uh, Washington or Washington? Yeah, again, that's fair. Washington's fair. A um, uh, little over five years ago. But I've okay. lived in this co- in this condo for a little over four years, and I just got a dining room table, so I'm pretty excited. What was it before? A TV table? Uh, my lap, basically, or the kitchen counter. So, like, you know, it goes. The uh, man, I think that's how I would do things if I were, uh, assume a single man, unmarried. That's fair. It was. I'm married. Yeah, yeah. How, how's you? You're married with children or child? Just one. Yeah, I think we talked about that. I think you have a very strong opinion on that. And we, we uh, I mean, everybody can have their own. We we have found that it would be a lot easier to you know do our things that we need to do around the house if there was a playmate. But at the same time, oh, yeah, and there's the other side of that too, where um, you know the raising, the rearing of the babies. You see, that's you know that's where we had similar lifestyles because I too find it would be easier if I had someone around the house now and again. <laughs> you do some of these damn chores i didn't say that yeah. that's it uh, no no you would have gotten that table i think a little bit sooner yeah yeah and uh i'll tell you about the specs and you know afterward when we get off you know we're not recording i'll tell you about the specs for that table because those two relate but i also feel like i should kind of apologize to you because this is uh i mean something i've been wondering for a while and what we're talking about today is you know is the is the and I haven't heard this term used in a long time. I think it's, it's fading away, but is the, well, it's not even just the millennial generation. It's the, the Gen X millennials and Gen Z generation. Are they now growing up to be potentially the next greatest generation? 
Uh, that's a when you, when you mentioned this topic to me, I, was, I thought about it. I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, in the short term, in the, in the five feet from your nose thing, you don't see a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of promise at times. You'd like to think, well, I mean, because as a member, I'd like to think there's a great promise. But then, yeah, like I, I said, because I, oh, go ahead. Let's say the cataclysmic event of my generation was 9-11 as of a high schooler. But well, the, I think but just what, before that, what they what they reference is the the, the similarity and is a financial meltdown, like the you know the Great Depression, yeah. and we had the Great Recession in oh seven oh eight. I'm telling you, that was deep. That was painful and scary. Yeah, it was a great time finding a job at that time. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I remember I was working at a, a local company and just like divisions were being laid off. We were getting mm-hmm. instant messages like. Hey, they just cut that division. Like, what are you talking about, Steve or Mary? Like, no, the whole department's gone. Like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Mass mass exodus. I always wonder whatever happened to those people in those divisions. A lot came back, but I mean a yeah. lot obviously, you know, they don't want to I mean, that's one of the reasons. Well, I don't want to get too deeply into it, but that was also interesting that time here because it didn't help anything at all. Cause I could, you know, barely afford the home I'm living in. And, you know, raising two boys who were just Oddly getting bigger because they ate like every day, but, mm-hmm. uh, they kept growing and getting bigger. I'm like, I need a bigger house. And they're like, yeah, we'll lend you 300 grand. What do you, what, what, when do you want to sign? I'm like, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. That's too, this seems that's, a bit... that's too easy. No, I was that's, like, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it's, we, I don't, I, I didn't have to buy a house back then because I was still a, a young lad, but younger, um, not quite as old, maybe is a better way to say. It. Uh, but now you know, that's not a delicate way to say it. No, um, I can try though. No, it, uh, when we went to buy a home, it's like, so we bought one here. We used to live in an apartment here. Now we decided to buy a home in town. And, uh, I remember just thinking about it, like, God, man, I'm really nervous enough to give us this loan. Yeah. I mean, no. maybe, maybe there's a reason for that, but I don't know. It was just amazing to think that back then, all of 15 years ago, just, just hand out loans, like, uh, oh yeah, and then you know, then then they blame it, you know, on the people who got the loan. They blame the recession on that. They're like, "What? Well, wouldn't you?" I mean, I mean, I didn't obviously, but some people you offer them like quarter of a million. Like, I'll take that. Hell yeah, yeah. Why not? And then the, the, that's that's that. And everyone houses were a quarter of a million. That was good old days. Well, I know, right? I mean, <laughs> wow. I mean, like I said, I live in Austin, Texas. <laughs> you ain't kidding. But luckily, I got my condo uh, just before you know Elon moved to town, and all the all the influx ah. of Microsoft and and Google and Facebook and well Meta, but but yeah, I got lucky. What you because I too was living, I was living in an apartment too when before when I moved to town, and I'm like, you know, I think I'm ready to to commit to Austin. Well, I wasn't really apparently, so I just got a dining room table, but that's uh, <laughs> uh, detail. I know that's what everybody's telling me. Like, yeah, Tim, it sounds like he finally committed. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But I mean, what, what when I started looking into this, because I, I was I was I was wondering about it, and I'm like, other people got to be thinking about this, right? Because unfortunately, a lot of people think about the same things I do. Because I'm like the most ordinary person I know. But I found you know this one article. It was like, and I've never heard of Salon.com. I can't speak for their credibility, but they made good points about you know Tom Brokaw back in '98 issued a, you know a, he, he released a book called The Greatest Generation. And you've heard, and I don't know if you've seen it, Ben, but I looked it up and, you know, there's the greatest generation born before the depression. There's another generation that I'll tell you about in a second, but then there's, you know, we all hear about 
baby boomers, then to Gen X, then to millennials, then to Gen Z. Did you know there's another generation called the silent generation? <laughs> I, I, they just they just not talk about it. I, see, I I had never what, even what age group? What age? What, where did that start? Where's it? Yeah, well, it's after the uh, you know the 1928 to 19. Well, whenever the baby boomers started, 48. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's like, that depression born. Is that what you call it? Yeah, the depression like, generation. It's like, yeah, just shut up, you guys. It's really bad. Just be quiet. It's been, yeah, but, we're uh, not gonna. <laughs> we have other things to worry about, like you know, putting uh, a piece of rice in our mouth once a day. But, but like you were saying, it's like you know, you want to think about your, you know, the stuff that people are saying about the millennial generation is not. And I know yourself, and I know my son, my kids, and I know their a lot of their friends. They are not that type of you know descriptive. You know, lazy. I don't want to work. Uh, sure, I sure don't want to work eight hours. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear that a lot. But I mean, also, what you've, you've got you know, these three generations together, not just the millennials. They're dealing with very similar things, like the silent generation, I guess, or the greatest generation. You know, there, there's the 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 comparison they gave was you know, like if we talked about. There's a definite uh, similarity in economic strife. I know the Great Depression was a lot worse, but mm-hmm. the Great Recession was bad. But uh, but now you've got, you know, they and, w- and when they were discussing all this, they were talking about, you know, the, the stock market problems, the financial issues, the the unrest dealing with global warming. Still, uh, we just mm-hmm. did an episode uh, uh, talking about how long. Well, in fact, it's released now the current episode about 2024. People have been talking about global warming that it was coined in the 50s. So we're still dealing with that. And this doesn't even take into account covid because this article yeah. didn't even bring up covid. They're talking about. You know the comparison between the you know the, the the presidential races now with with between Herbert Hoover back then and kind of failed, but then FDR took over, and then like you know he had the economic issues. You know Barack did a great job trying uh, to get us out of it, and then you know we are where we are now. But the you know the the depression didn't end for the, you know the previous generation, the greatest generation, until World War Two. You know because mm-hmm. you know you've heard the phrase that nothing helps an economy like a good war, and it did. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, and that's the thing. Are we, I don't know if we're at an economic impasse where I hope not. I hope not, unfortunately, where a, you know, a good war is needed to straighten things out. Yeah, I'd like, yeah I'd like exactly. To think we've been, we've been, well, I mean, well, you could say that we've been at war for 20, some odd, 21 years, 22 years at this point. Um, I wouldn't call I it agree. one that's a rally. It's not a rally, but it's, it's a Vietnam war. Well, I think war, the, I mean, the rallying point. Yeah, it is. It's because, you know, they talk about, you know, a nation divided. And I've talked about before on the, on this podcast about you want to see a divided nation. I grew up in the Vietnam era. You know, I was mm-hmm. born in, in the early 60s. It's like, that's a nation divided. This is not good, but it's not a, not nearly. No. I mean, the similarities, again, like, you know, we talked about, you know, Mark Twain's quote, uh, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And kind of what we're doing now. It's not a repeat. It's yeah. kind of a rhyme, you know. That's, that's, I mean, that's, you think about the geopolitical stuff. I don't know if I didn't grow up, I didn't know the Cold War beyond. We did some civil defense drills when I was in first and second grade, uh, at Newton Coast and Air Base. But beyond that, um, I don't know if the the geopolitical climate, I feel like it's not as tense as it maybe seems to be at times, but other times when you see everything going on in the Middle East, it's like, and, and the alliances that are starting to play out and develop and expansion of, the pressing for expansion, the worry for expansion of other countries into into blocks of the world. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's one of those things I hope I like never it. gets to that point. But no, I agree completely. And I, and I also like your your uh correlation of the you know the major event that happened in your lifetime and your, your young lifetime was nine eleven. But that also you know, that lingered as a rallying cry for some people yeah. of, of your generation, especially those that chose to, you know, I'm going to the military, I'm going to do what I can to to make sure this doesn't, you know, that's, it was very impressive, you know, what I saw if, mm-hmm. um, from from that, you know, the generations that went, I can't even say, I don't want to say which one, it's just the younger generation because, but what they're saying now is, uh, the, it's the lingering hardships that you're facing, that, that, that you're up against, you know, from a massive economic setback. Like as you're, you know, the, 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 the three generations, you know, post my generation. And again, I feel like I should apologize. I'm not going to do it, but I feel, like, I feel like I should apologize, especially for social security. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. I tell my dad that every time but, he, he gets his check, like he's welcome for that. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it, it'll, again, we mentioned that in this week's episode. So if you get a chance to listen to one, listen to this week, you're going to be all right. Um, okay. But the, but the, but, you know, it's also, you know, kind of as, you know, the, the younger generations are settling into adulthood. It's all mm-hmm. this, I'll say, I, I can't think of a better way to say it, all this shit coming at you. You know, it's a recession. It's a, a, a cataclysmic event like 9-11. It's a pan, a pan freaking demic for crying out loud. Yeah, that, it, was, a, that was something. It just that, keeps uh, coming. Man. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know. The, the COVID thing was always odd because you, I feel like there's a certain age range that really cared a lot. Some people that were very conscious of it, but like, eh, we can be a little bit flexible because we're the privilege of being youthful, at least thinking we are. And then there's the the people who just don't know. Like my, my kid, did, he just did what we told him and, and kind of had questions. We explained what was happening. Um, fortunately, we could do it in a medical way that he understood, but also was factually based. But then you have it's like you have the people who protested and the really people who were very passionate about it. And I don't know if that was in my age group or maybe someone between you and me, uh, implying no, that I you are just... older than me. Um, but these facts shall become self-evident, as they say. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, I just recall because you know, Joe Rogan, who is a neighbor now, by the way, uh, yeah, he, he, he mentioned that, yeah, basically, I mean, he's like five miles that way, up by where... <laughs> Sarah, uh, Sandra Bullock lives, and not by Matthew McConaughey, but but all neighbors. I'm just throwing some names. No big names. neighbors. Oh man, gosh! I hope and Elon. Can, just, can I do a search? I've seen, can I I've search seen. those big names? And, and oh yeah. Like, well, and I wish Sandra Bullock would. She should listen to this because we're definitely age appropriate, and I think we would be. Just, I mean, I got a dining room table. Yeah. Gears but, of mesh. I mean, what can do? You have chairs? Are they folding chairs? They permanently affixed oh, in, in shape. I should. So they're they're very nice chairs. And now I just feel that much more lonely because I, I eat dinner at my lonely table. <laughs> but anyway, table. Uh, but you're wondering about the age group because, you know, Joe Rogan brought up yesterday. Of course, I'm watching a clip on YouTube because I don't I don't have the patience for anything anymore. But mm. uh, Joe, Joe Rogan was saying like Bill, Bill Burr would uh, I'll get one. Well, just pointing out because he's like my age group you were asking about. And he was like yelling out his front door across the yard. He's like, what? No mask like that. So those are the people were, that were a little boisterous about it yeah yeah there was definitely that that i don't know i, I didn't really i never saw any kind of and i was never approached about it when i would put or would not choose to but we're also in kentucky Do you think so well it's also i mean <laughs> there's that yeah there's there's a lot of uh, things i could say well texas is kind of wide open it's like i think we're the second state to go you know the hell with this mask mandate because florida mm-hmm. was first i know that 
But, right. uh, but do you think like, you know, your generation, like you said, you don't like to think of it, you know, the fact that not just your generation, but the two on, you know, bookending you, uh, are rising up. I mean, you're not, you're not just taking it. You can't st- sit back and just take these, these hurdles, these headwinds that come at you. I think it's, it's causing a lot of people to be stronger, more resilient and mm-hmm. definitely buck the, uh, the popular opinion. I think, I think it's fair. And I, and I don't want to sound like one of those conceited types within those, those three generations, but I, I think there, there's, there are things that they, that we, our age group does do um, differently, whether for good or for bad, I don't know. Um, but mm-hmm. instead of just expressing feelings, but there's, there's just like, there, there's just, my sister's very close tied into, she's a psychologist. So she's very tied into thought processes and what it actually means scientifically. And I think that when we talk about it, like realizing certain things are real, there's a way, reason we people respond a certain way and feel these certain things can be backed up. But then you also have to, I think my big push is always, we got to still keep going. We can't just stop and wallow in the feelings. You know, you can't just. Or listen to you. Or do you live in Kentucky? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't, you, you have to, you have to like, acknowledge them. We always tell our son this. You have to acknowledge that you, these are real. You can't say they're not real, but you can't let that stop you from progressing. Like, you got to keep going. And it's just this kind of reflective time, but you st- can't stop. Just because the race gets hard, Absolutely. your body hurts, doesn't mean you can stop running. I mean, it's effectively what the great point it is. Well, I mean, and, you know, my son, I was, I was talking with him the other day. It's, it's, you know, cause some of the things that, you know, he's done, I've, I jokingly tell him like, your resume is like a presidential candidate's resume. I would never wish that on you, but, <laughs> but, but a lot of the stuff that he, you know, he said he's been working through is like, just like you said, it's like, you can't stop. I mean, there's, you, you just got to keep going. You got to take it, keep going. Like, like, uh, that stupid, not stupid. It's a good clip by Sylvester Stallone, but he's like, life will hit you. It's just, it's not how much you can take. It's how much you can take and still keep going. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great quote. Shane's from a movie. Um, but is it from or was it actually or something he made up or somebody else writes the movie? It's it's from uh, one of the Rockies, one I of the twelve yeah, Rockies. Yeah, I think one number thirteen is coming out. Um, when Apollo Creed's grandson's born, um, and starts Gosh, fighting. I, I think like, Creed three was sad, but anyway. But uh, um, I wanted it to be great, but but I think but the the correlation though that we see between the quote unquote greatest generation and now is uh, the, the inflection point because you know mm-hmm. after the bomb drops on Japan. It was like the nuclear era. And, you know, they're they're the generate the greatest generation and their elders, you know, knew the gravity of the situation. And mm-hmm. they were able to kind of like hold off like a nuclear Armageddon and yeah. you know and be behave responsibly despite some close calls like we saw, you know, with the Cuban Missile Crisis, of course, but yeah. uh but but close calls in subsequent decades. And you're seeing that like you say too, like this generation's handling responsibly. It's a big deal. And we could have, mm-hmm. you know, there could be extenuating circumstances. It could be a lot worse, but you're not letting it happen. You're not, you're, no, you're not just and, taking it. And that's something that I guess, that, as you say that, I mean, the individuals and the groups of individuals generationally can do a certain thing, but I don't think my, yet the, the Xers through the Zers. Is, are, are at a point of decision making for society. It's still the, the say the the the, the boomer generation. It's still some very yeah. young, silent generation uh, 
and people that are, are that are still kind of making decisions that affect all these things. So I'm curious to see as as people age out of life and uh, the Xers and all that stuff continue to age and into these positions of authority of, of decision making for more than just day to day stuff in our households. How that actually affects things. Um, I'm curious and scared, but I think it'll be something that's it's interesting as we as things progress. I, mean, I guess I'd like to think everything will be great and happy, and yay. But who knows? Because when you hear you hear people talk, and it's like, man, I just hope that's I hope this person ages out of that choice um, before yeah. you start. Well, if, impacting society. as you're saying that. You know, that's a great country song, by the way, by a local Texas guy named John Wolf. He's actually from Oklahoma. We're going to let him have, off the hook. Yeah, but he's, his, his, his song, his song is, uh, when the good old boys age out, the good old days are gone. But you're, but conversely, you're like, you're, what you're saying is like what we're seeing in the presidential race. You got two guys in there going to be in their eighties really as the, as the lead contenders. We, yeah. and we need some, we need some young energy. I really think we do. Mm-hmm. I, I agree completely, and it is young perspective. Not not that anything is wrong with with age and the wisdom that comes with age. Uh, right. I forget who said it. It's a shame that uh, youth is wasted on the young. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because I because that's a, that's another episode coming up. It's like how do we learn? It's like how how do we get good? And unfortunately, you know, some of the things I think it was Malcolm, who Malcolm, not Malcolm Forbes, but Malcolm somebody Gladwell. Uh, he's got that ten, the book about 10,000 hours. It takes 10,000 hours at anything to be good or an expert or the best. You know, that's just his way of saying it takes time. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess that's, that's part of life. It's part of the, the, the process, right? Um, so that'd be, I'm, yeah. really, I'm curious to see how things evolve. I'm curious to see how um, certain uh, and organizations evolve, administrations evolve. I mean, even for our our private companies, private, so to speak, when they're public employees, um, I'm curious to see how that evolves with leadership changes with the, the the generational changes in leadership. Who's, I mean, and there are some, I think there are some really good things that are, that are going to come and are on the way as far as, as the generations change. I think, um, and this is going to sound like a millennial here, but I, I think that the um, the our younger generations are like much less. I don't know, a lot more. There's a lot more. I think thought diversity, perhaps, or there's a lot more willingness to to hear it, only because I spoke. Because that's with age, right? I feel like as you as you age, I know because my my dad is uh, in the boomers. It's a young boomer. It's an old boomer. I'm sorry. Um, but he is. How do you refer to that? He, he's seventy-one. Well, he's an old boomer then. I'm a young boomer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. Also, I just got you in that trap. Glad <laughs> we got there. Um, but you're right, though. It's like you know, because you know, the open-mindedness, and I've I've done a, you know an episode discuss because I meet a lot of people. You know, I, and I'm now the, the I'm a senior citizen kind of at, at my workplace, but I've got a lot of friends. You know, like yourself and you and the general, and I actually. I did an episode recently with uh, my friend named Anna from New York City, uh, who's in Gen Z. As all, and same thing with uh, Nia. Uh, we're discussing, you know, openness regarding work hours, opening openness regarding work life balance, openness, openness regarding, uh, you know, appreciation of it's not all about work. Like you know, back in the day, like you asked your dad, it's like head down, do good work, get a paycheck, right. 
and go back and, and do it the next day. I think there's and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's I think that's all part of it. If you look at the, I was talking with the doctor one time about this. The evolution of, of generations, the silent generation, keep your head down, do your work, and that transitions to the greatest generation of go fight the Nazis and win. Um, uh, but then there was no time to to do that to to stop and like all right, what did we just do? It was we we it was all right. Now we have to continue to build point. society and the U.S. and the U.S. is a as a nation, and it became the hegemony. Hegemony, man. You should edit that one because would have rather said it right the first time. That's um, a, a, a keeper now. Now to be but, <laughs> but the as as the U.S. transitioned into the hegemony world, um, you had this this transition of, of of all this other stuff. But there was no time to stop building these sub, the subdivisions came in, and the housing, and all the other things. And population blew up. It's um, a very good there's point. No time to stop and think and process that. I think we are, I'm going to use the P word here, privileged to have the time to live in a peace <laughs> To live in a peacetime of sorts, relatively speaking, not having had 20 yeah. years of, of a complete mess to deal with and work through. And, and so we've had time Wait. to process. We, we, didn't have to, we didn't have to worry about the, the Vietnam draft uh, and all that comes with yeah. that. And, and Thank you. That's something that that's something that my my father did have to worry about when he, at, at his age. It's like, all right, going to the draft potentially. I did too. Um, I had to re- I, I, I had to register at sixteen. And I couldn't get to see rated R movie, but I could go to war. It's like, come yeah. on, dude. There's uh, I, have, I have a lot of thoughts on that of the whiskey, um, but uh, just the, that whole thought process. But anyway, um, now I think that that's we've been fortunate to not have to do that. So we've been able to think about the feelings of and things being more flexible and all these things, which I don't know if, if other generations have had the fortune to do. No, no and like wrong. you say, I think this is this is a real inflection point. It's uh mm-hmm. and the fact that's why I wanted to talk about it, because I think there's so much in like you say, we have the chance to think big picture. What we're doing now is going to impact a lot of generations moving forward. Cause even FDR when he when he got his uh second term or was like a landslide elected to a second term he he had a quote in there he said there's there's a mysterious cycle in human events to some generations much is given of other generations much is expected this generations of americans has a rendezvous with destiny and i think it was true then and i think it's maybe not as much now but it's definitely true now uh, it's fair. I'm curious to know how that goes, what that destiny is, because destiny isn't always a good thing. I don't, I don't think it's a. Well, you're living it. You're living it. You're yeah. impacting it right now. Yeah. So that, that, that's important. I think everybody, people are mindful of that. I think it hopefully will change and affect how intentionally you live your life. I mean, that's with uh, having the fortune of having a, a child that we talk about all in the ass, part of my French. Um, I should use English. Well, the French uh, went out the window on episode one. Trust me. Okay, well that's good then. But having 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 him having being able to impact him and, and with the nuances of the world and again not having to worry about the Cold War. I mean, and little stuff like that, stuff, right? All that all that all that P word stuff that we privilege just so we privilege. Yes, all that privilege we have to be able to talk through him and talk through his feelings and make sure he is emotionally aware of himself. Again, can't stop. But being able to explain the world to him, like I don't, I don't necessarily believe about the world's explained to me in the same with the same nuance that we try to explain it to him and help him figure out for himself what he believes. Um, 
but also kind of influence that too. What we what we'd like to see out of him in the world as well. So and it's it's a it's, it's something that, it's that, that parents can do and hope they are doing more of with our age group. Um, as they, as they do I like to think so. Food. I mean, it, just using my kids and yourself, like I say, as the example, I think I think the message is being shared, but. I also think that's a great way to wrap this episode up with uh, the focus on living. I think, as you said, intentionally. I think that's that's a that's what we try to do. Sometimes get a bit squirrely, but and living with intention and doing being intentional is something I like to see. You're nailing it. We can get a bit squirrely, live intentionally. I mean, I'm not now. I don't know what to call this episode. I've got like three titles in mind now. <laughs> Excellent. I'm excited to see the uh, the options. Well, thank you very much, Ben. I, I appreciate you sitting in with me today. It's It's been you know, great seeing you again. I was just joking Absolutely. about, no, I'm not. Just, you, you, you're getting older. And it's not older. You're, you're looking more uh, statuesque. How about that? Aged. Wiser. Wizened. Wizened. Thank you, Ben. And thank, and thank you. Oh, we should talk. We should have an episode like that. I think you can see that now in, in the background. We're, uh, we're, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a good life. But uh, <laughs> always good talking to you, Ben. Hopefully we can talk together uh, soon. And uh, uh, thanks again for sitting in with me. Thanks for taking some Absolutely, time. Tim. Appreciate it, man. Okay. Okay. Thank you for easy. <laughs>